Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, once again we praise you and we exalt your holy name. Father, our heart rejoices because you are in our midst. Your presence is here, O Father. Father, you have accepted all our praises, our worship, our offerings, our prayers, everything which we brought unto you. Now, we are waiting upon you, Lord, to hear from you. Lord, speak to us from your word. Open our hearts and minds. Lord, hear the word as you want us to hear. To receive your blessing by that word, O Father. Lord, help us to your blessings to one another. In Jesus' most exalted name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand here and share God's word. And uh, as we have started this year, and uh, till today, and we are hearing about the abundance of life. And uh, time and again from the messages and also in the intercession, God is speaking to us continually and reminding us, and also encouraging us that it is God's will and it is God's promise for us to have an abundant life. Amen? That's according to the promise. So some of you already been experiencing and some of you may be expecting and uh, when I am going to be blessed abundantly. So just one month has passed. Even we are in the first week of second month. And there are, yet the rest of the days are there for us. Anytime, anything you will serve it, and also that will fulfill our desire as well. Sometimes, maybe some of you may be thinking, okay, yes, the church is always talking about the abundant life, but uh, as for me, and I do not see. So that may be some of your questions. Some of you may be rejoicing. Some of you may be having a question. Still knowing, yet to know, what is abundant life means. Of course, it is a small message. But it is a big truth in that, as we are going to share. So just as a reminder, the promise of the year, what God has given us is, from first, second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance. Every blessing in abundance. You can name it. So abundant blessing is not just a material blessing or a physical blessing or only the spiritual blessing. The promise is every blessing in abundance. So that you may always have Enough of everything. Underline that. Everything you will have and may provide in abundance for every good work. That is the uh, classic of the promise for every work. So for our meditation, I have chosen from John chapter 10 from verse 1 to 10. 
Already we have heard the message during the last victory night through our pastor Lincoln. But before that, since God has reminded this passage to me, still I hold on to this passage for today's meditation. Let me read it from first John Gospel, chapter 10 from verse 1 to 10. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follows him. For they know his voice, yet they will be by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and will go in and out, and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more Abundantly. When you read the scripture, the portion what we have read, you may not understand the whole thing fully. Clearly, I can see. So, it is uh, in relation with the previous chapter, chapter 9. And it is a continuation of chapter 9, the Lord Jesus Christ has spoken. So, to understand this portion, or through this illustration to know the truth, we should know two things. One is, we should know on studying clearly about chapter 9. Then we should know what is the sheepfold mindset. First of all, about the previous chapter, when you look at it, what has happened? Jesus Christ has healed a blind man on the Sabbath day which was not accepted by the Pharisees and Sadducees. Those are the religious leaders. And what they did, and it was just spreading around Jerusalem, and they could not believe it. And the leaders, what they did, is, they, when they heard, they were shocked. They could not believe, and they are not accepted it. How come it is possible? A yeah, blind, born blind man, and... Uh, God is sight back means it is unbelievable. So what they did, 
they called the person, the blind man himself, and they inquired about him, uh, to, with him. He said, yes, I was blind. Now I can see. And uh, <clears throat> he himself confessed before them. Then they could not, uh, even not convinced. Then they thought that, okay, let us go to his parents. Let us confirm that. So they went to the parents. They asked them, so is it your son? So they said, yes. So was uh, 18. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parent answered, verse 20, Answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or, who opened his eyes, we do not know. So, that is what the reply, why? The further, the scripture says, they were afraid of them. If they confess openly, they will be put out of the, sin, uh, out of the town. That's what it says. So his parents said these things because they feared the Jews. Verse 22. For the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, he is of age and ask him. He himself of his age or grown up, you just we can ask him. So he asked them. They asked them. So, that boy also answered the same as I said. Finally, when we come to the conclusion of this, so, this boy was put out of the synagogue, and Jesus met him. So, that is from verse 35. And Jesus heard that they had caused him out, and when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? He answered, the blind man, who, who, the, who was a blind man. He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he who talking to you, with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him there itself. And Jesus said, For the judgment I have come into this world, that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remains. Continually, this chapter 10 starts. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold. Now the question is, what is about the sheepfold in Jerusalem? So now you know the background. What is the background? What Jesus Christ means it? Why this illustration is? In this illustration, very simply we know 
the word Jesus means to thieves and robbers, they mean to the Pharisees and Sadducees. So he is talking to them straight away. More assuredly I say to you. It is not to the disciples here. It is straight to the people, those who surrounded, surrounded him, uh, surrounded him and questioned him. And now you should know what is the sheepfold means. In Jerusalem, in those days, people used to go with the flocks and they used to keep them in the night in the sheepfold. When they are taking the sheep, that is the flock, and they used to stay overnight some days, weeks and months sometimes I heard. And uh, there were sheep poles everywhere. And that is built of the long walls of stones. The small or big stones mixed with the huge walls. And it is to the height to prevent, protect the sheep and the, the flocks by the animals as well as for the from the thieves and the robbers. So they used to keep them inside and they have to pay for it and there will be a God, the owner of the sheepfold. So in that way, so just imagine. So that may not be a small place. That should be a big boundary. Like a playground or a small ground. Some may be different in sizes, but it depends upon the, wall, the height of the wall that is made up of just the stones uh, stacked on to the highest and there will be a door. So now imagine sheep in in your mind and then we study. So Jesus said, Most as I say to you, he who does not enter the sheep by the door but climbs up some other way, the same is the thief and robber. So the title of this message today, I titled it, Jesus is the door to the abundant life. Jesus is the door for the ab- to the abundant life. Now there are two ways. Where? The threats to the sheep. Number one, the thief is the one who would use to steal, to come and take away the sheep by climbing the wall. The robber is the one who potentially used the violence and force to take away the sheep. This was the reason why the sheep had to be put in the sheepfold for their safety, because shepherds were constantly in danger from the thieves on the, in the field and also from the wild animals as well. So these sheep could be taken by either slaughtered for food or to be sold. Jesus used this as a picture of kind of a false shepherds that, as I said, the Pharisees. The Pharisees claimed to be the leaders among the common people while the scholarly or uh, intellectual Sadducees ruled and controlled 
the synagogue. The intellects and the scholars, they did not care for the people in the first place. But the Pharisees claimed to be the ones who taught the common people. That is, they claimed the leadership of the people or the lost sheep of Israel, but they exploited the people, the people's money for prestige, for fame, and for privileges. They were in reality, as we can say, they are robbers and thieves, nor sparing even the widows. That is what Jesus Christ has mentioned in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 23, verse 14. What do you, straight away, what do you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for the pretense makes long prayers, therefore you will receive greater condemnation, and Jesus claimed to be the real shepherd here. That is what he means. So the first of all, we know from verse 7 to 11, Jesus is the door to salvation. We thank God that we have the Holy Spirit today with us, who is able to teach all things. In John 14, 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. That's what he said. So Jesus thought that he alone is the door of salvation. For anyone to know Christ, he is the only way. Not only was he the shepherd that come in through the door, but he was the door out of the shepherd, the way of salvation. In Acts 4.22 we read, Neither is there salvation any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. John 14.6 says, Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Dear children of God, here, the sheep is belongs to him, and they only hear his voice. The sheep grow, grow up hearing the shepherd's voice and recognize it. What the shepherd does is to enter the sheepfold and call them out. Notice verse 3 here. That he calls them by name. That is, the salvation is a direct, personal, personal calling and to the individuals. So when the, according to the scripture, when you imagine the sheepfold, whenever the shepherd comes to the sheepfold and at the door and, and enter inside, and he called them by name. And there were not only the one flock, there may be many. And he, if those belongs to the shepherd, they will hear, they will, they know the voice of their shepherd. 
they will hear them and they will follow them. So just imagine in this group like this, this is a mixed group, different people are there in different places. Just the shepherd comes on the door and calls by name. All of them belongs to that shepherd will get up and just they follow. And he will go in the front, they will just follow them. This is how, that is the meaning of the relation of the sheepfold and the shepherd. The shepherd knows the sheep. The sheep knows the shepherd's voice and listen to them. Those sheep obey, hear them, recognize the voice, hear the master, the shepherd, follow them, will be saved. The rest of them, you know about it. So the salvation, in simply, from this background, this illustration, what we know, whoever hears the voice of the Lord and recognize it, understand it, believe it, and follow Him, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. The salvation is the first gate. Jesus Christ is the door to salvation. Those who enter will be saved. Those who obey. Enter means those who obeyed. So even in the first subsequently when you go through it, some of you may be, we can say that, some of you may be attending the church. Months or years. Some of you are there. And how long you are attending? How much messages you are hearing? But how much you are obedient and to the word? And recognize and accept Jesus Christ is the only Lord and Savior of your soul. Notice the sheep is not only hear the voice, as I said, they should obey his voice. So, how many of you obeyed the gospel and accepted him? If not, even today, the challenge is coming to you. The word of God is coming to you. The encouragement is coming to you. To have an abundant life. You have to enter through the first gate. That's the gate or door of salvation. Salvation salvation is the first gate you have to enter through. If you enter, you can see the abundance of blessing in your life. Matthew 25, 31 to 23, if you read about it, Jesus, the one day, Jesus shot to, out of the sheep and the goats. He is going to separate them at the end times. Why? Salvation is most important. The day is nearing. The Lord is going to come. He is going to separate them. That is just as a reminder. He is going to separate at the end of days sheep and the goat. You know that. What does it mean? It? In the day of... What, who are the sheep and who are the goats? The scripture says, In that day, baptism will not count. Praying a prayer will not be count. Belief in the gospel will not be count. Only those who are obeyed the gospel will be spared from the lake of fire. The goats are the one those who are disobedient. Sheep are the one those who are obedient to God's word. So let us not miss out when the Lord is going to come. Secondly, Jesus is the door to nourishment. Verse 9, chapter 10, verse 9. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved 
first step and will go in and out and find pasture that is salvation not is not just entry it is the new life that's what the script, uh, the bible says if anyone is in christ he is a new creation so i want you to see the wonderful truth here the salvation in jesus christ opens up the doors of greater things even in this life on earth saved here means delivered safe and sound it carries the idea of being saved from our sins but it is also translated in other verses as made whole did you realize that christ came not only to save us from our sins but that in this life he wants us to make us whole overall a complete life it is not a partial life it is a, you should have everything as a whole in the sense whole the whole means completely whatever god has promised you should have them so go in and out as to do with idea of going about and carry out our daily affairs of life and so this has the idea that when we are in christ we will be able to go about our daily affairs of life and find pastures that is to fed by him i want us to note that all living things need feeding you feed to order to live you feed also in order to grow our feeding is not only just to live we are expected to grow and unbalanced of feeding leads to lack of growth why is some of us are not growing that is we are not taking our proper food that is a lack of growth because of you are not feeding a proper thing so job said even the midst of the suffering the god word god's word was necessary for his existence so brethren you cannot live the christian life is you are not feeding if you are not feeding enough to sustain life that is fact of life there are many sheep who are not growing because they have the wrong diet christ feeds us through his past, uh, through the leaders or through the churches or the spiritual leaders that we know from first peter 5:2 it means to feed and cause to grow god is keeping us on in the, as a, as a as a body of christ and responsible leaders for you to guide and to lead so christ gave to the church the leaders but we are to follow them and god will give us the grace the wisdom and the understanding of his word and we will continue to lead so to guide the flock away from the danger of places and to fend the thieves robbers bears or wolves that they may tear the sheep apart god is keeping us that's what we can say to to seek the sheep that have wandered away and are in danger themselves to rescue sheep that have fallen into the ditch or hole that cannot come out i want us to note that the pastors or the leaders 
given a special grace as a safe so god to see and discern and the direction or course of action that may be dangerous to those ships so what i want to say sometimes when ships want to be stubborn like goats it is a task that is full of grief not joy and it becomes situation that is unprofitable to that person so don't harden your heart and always be open to the word and listen whatever the problem spiritually you go through please there are different leaders and ministers and the counseling from the word will be given make use of it so secondly the second door was the door of jesus christ is the door for our nourishment thirdly jesus is the door to the abundant life in john 10:10 this is the key word the thief does not come except to, to steal and to kill and to destroy i have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly more abundantly it is not just life the more abundant life let me repeat it what we have said first door is the door of salvation second is the door of nourishment thirdly the door to the abundant life that is also jesus christ and we see jesus is the door to the abundant life you must first go through the door of salvation as i said and you must continually go through jesus the door of spiritual nourishment that you have to study the word meditate the word for your spiritual growth and we see that if we do not do that and we are growing we will come to the abundant life jesus said he did not come to us to have life but not just any ordinary life but to have it more abundantly the word here means super abundantly god gave his only begotten son to us for a purpose and that purpose extends to our life on this earth jesus poured out his soul unto death for us to live an abundant life an exceeding overflowing love life if things are hard it is because you are never appropriated the power and the grace that was already given to you it is not just having a nourishment or having a just a food to fill our stomach or for just our living that is not the purpose of god in a, a concerning your life and my life the concern the purpose of god gave is only son jesus christ to this world even though he knew that the purpose of his coming is to save the people but before that he knew he is going to give his life to the people knowing everything he came and he did what the purpose he came for so the purpose was fulfilled as for the concerning the life of our lord jesus christ but the purpose will be completed only you and me 
have the abundance of life. As I want to say, here I want to say, it is not just life for our sustaining or first of our living on this earth or to enter into heaven. But we should have the abundant life on this earth. So abundant life means what? As I said in the beginning, is it only the material thing what you are expecting that will show that this person or that person is blessed abundantly? Or it is a uh, uh, and means of a position or a position what we have? Along with all, the pub, the the plan and purpose, the promise, the first and foremost, the, the purpose of God is, the sign of a Christian is, every Christian should live in peace. Every Christian to live in love. So when we talk about love of God, we have to say that and make sure the same love is in us. It is not only to us, but that love has to be seen and shown to others. And the peace, what God promised to us, we should live in peace. At the same time, that will be multiplied when you became a peacemaker. By you, someone has to be blessed in the sense, you should be a peacemaker to others. Then you check, up, check about your spiritual life. How many people, first of all, do you live in peace? Do you exercise the love of Christ in you? When you think of the blessings of God, what do you mean it? Whether what is it, what you have seen outside, or what you have in your bank, or what you have as a material, or a, improp, or a movable or a immovable properties, more than that, what is unseen in you should be the love and the peace of God which, for which He has come to this world. He has given us. He said, not as the world give, I give my own peace unto you. How can you experience that? As I said, Christian life is a challenge. We have to face it. Even you have heard about my testimony on the victory and vigil night. About the 30 years of life and how many years I have taken to fulfill the promises of God concerning me, whatever he has said. So in that way, we have to look around and think about, search for what are the goodnesses of God in my life. You may go through ups and downs and the griefs and the shadow and the joy and sorrows in your life. But in the midst of all, you should learn to thank Him. There it makes the difference. You have to learn in what way I can thank God for them. Even when you go through the, even you, there is no one here going with you and not facing any sicknesses in your life. Doesn't matter. But in the midst of that sicknesses, God is there. Why He has given? Even through our life, even every part of the body, the name of the Lord has to be glorified. That is the purpose. That is what God has created. So in that way, you should have in peace and you should make peace with others. If not, there is something wrong somewhere. That became a stumbling block. You cannot, once again here, I am 
let to remind you having a food as i said a nourishment we are what is the nourishment i just accepting christ entering to the first door of salvation is not enough you should grow to grow you should read the word study the word meditate the word and grow spiritually then only you will have that knowledge and you will go well in spiritual life but we cannot just take here and there run here and there take any food as you like to fill your stomach that should, that is what i mean here is you should know the sound word the truth the truth in the sense the sound doctrine we cannot hear from them if you hear that is why here if you hear from the thieves and the robbers those who come on the other way of the except the entrance or the door is except the christ as you just imagine the sheep fold if you if someone comes to you through other way climbing the door climbing the wall or some other way you enter and you should know recognize the voice of that person they are the thieves and the robbers if you do not have that recognition you will be failed you will be you will miss out your life and you will be in danger what will happen to you we do not know in the same way somebody may come and preach you some other thing you cannot just listen to anything you cannot read anything as you like which is soothing you which is comforting you you should read the word whoever you are here from and whatever the books you are read from just check everything with the word and that is why the church the leadership take all the precautions to teach you to bring you and to melt you and mold you and make you with the guidance of the holy spirit and have you as a true servant of god to serve you so building the leadership is the primary and first of all giving a gospel secondly building people it is not we it is god who uses us god builds us unless we are built individually our home cannot be built up so unless the only when the homes are built up with all blessings in abundance the peace has to be seen in your home in your family between your the relationship right relationship with between you and if it is there we will have a right relationship with god that is all based on your personal intimate relationship with our god if that is wrong everything will be wrong if it is right you will have a right food you will be nourished and you will grow and spiritually you will have a abundance of life quickly for the conclusion i want to see that last point here as we close something that was given to all who believe and come to salvation the context verse 10 is that there are thieves and the robbers that come to rob us of the abundant life they come to steal the joy the pleasure and the success of your abundant life they come to kill and destroy the believer they come to destroy the abundant life of a believer it could be people external thing that is steal kill and destroy but i want us to see greater danger ourselves if you are not feeding 
you are robbing yourself. If you are not growing, you are allowing yourself to the robbed of the riches of, uh, of all the riches of Christ. If you are not allowing your leaders or the church or others that watch over you, that come to you in the time of need, you are allowing the trials and the afflictions to rob you of the abundance life. Instead of allowing the shepherds to bind your wounds, you are destroying yourself by allowing the wounds to get infected in your life. Some of us are robbed blind already because we think that our church membership, our baptism, or that our shadow belief in God is a door to salvation and the abundant life. We wish on behalf of the leaders, each and every one of us, the members of this church will have and experience the abundance of life in this year as He promised to us. Amen? Let us close our eyes and thank the Lord for this day. Gracious Heavenly Father, once again we thank you for your grace. Thank you Lord for your word. Thank you Lord for each and every one of us as your children. We are very much privileged to hear your word. You are the God of promise. All your promises are yes and amen. Lord, we pray in this day, O oh Father, help us to have and experience the abundance life in our life. In all the way, as you promise. Lord, help us to identify or recognize the thieves and the robbers in our lives, O oh Father, so that you will help us to keep away from them, so that they will not steal us, O oh Father. Whatever you promise to us, help us to have it. In Jesus' most exalted name we pray. Now is the time for us to go to the Lord for the Lord's table. Let us turn to First Corinthians chapter 11. From verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak, and sick among you, and many asleep. But if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the word. So in this there are three things we know as usual. It is not an option. It is a commandment. Do this. Secondly, it is a covenant. The new covenant what Jesus Christ has made between you and me. Uh, uh, we, uh, we 
between him and also he made with him, with the Father. And it is, we have to do this to proclaim the gospel until he comes. So dear children of God, this table is prepared for those who are obeyed the Lord, accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and personal Savior, and also obeyed him doing obeying to the waters of baptism. So if you have done so, you are free to come and share part in this. And if you are not, please better to refrain from your place. So let us come for the last table. As the ushers guides you, please cooperate with him. Thank you. To the table of mercy, prepared with the wine and the bread. All who are hungry and thirsty, come and your souls will be The Lord's invitation we receive from His name's your hands. Eat of the bread of salvation, drink of the blood of the
On the night you were betrayed, you held the cup. After giving thanks, you lifted it up. This is my blood, poured out for you. And as you drink it, remember me. My blood for us for you, and as you drink it, remember me. So we thank you for the wine and for the bread, for we see the life you give. And the blood you shed, and we remember your wondrous love. You gave your body, you gave your love, and we remember your wondrous love. You gave your body. Let's join our feet, please. We're going to pray. I want to open your Bible to Psalm 105. The first only communion like this, which the Israelites had. After they had it in Egypt, some things followed. I'm going to pray for those things. God, because I've taken your flesh and your blood today, this is what I want to happen concerning my situation. In verse 36, it says, It smote also all the firstborn in their land, the chief of all their strength. Which means, God is going to deal with all your enemies. Where it will touch them most. And they will have no option but to set you free. And it said, He brought them forth also with silver and gold. That talks about you have just key in to your prosperity this year. The Bible says, silver and gold is mine. So that table you took, and the flesh you took, you have taken silver and gold, which is riches in the Lord. And said, there was not one feeble person among their tribes. What does that mean? You have just entered into your realm of sound health. No more sickness. No more feebleness. If that represents to shout hallelujah. You are going to pray. These three packages. I want you to believe God. That God. I did not take your blood and your flesh for fun. I took it to get freedom from every bondage in my life. I took it to get total victory. Over every enemy that has had me bandaged. 
I don't know the enemy that has had you bandage. Is it, is it anything whatsoever? God said, Lord, by your blood and your flesh, I receive my victory. I receive my victory from everything that has had me bandage. Jesus, I receive, oh God, my prosperity. Every lack in my life disappeared today. You did it for your children. Said none of them lack silver and gold. Every of my debt is paid. You paid all the debt of Israelites on that day. Jesus, this is my portion. I receive it because I've taken your blood and your flesh. According to your word, no more sickness. Declare no more sickness. Every sickness in your body, address them by the blood of Jesus. Address them by the flesh of Jesus. That you are free. You are free. You are free from every bondage of sickness. From everything that has held you captive. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And verse 38. And Egypt was glad when they departed. For the fear of them fell upon them. From today onward, your enemy will see you and run. I say, your enemy will see you and run. You will no longer run for your enemy in the name of Jesus. So when next you see that problem trying to raise his head, you ask this problem, shut your mouth. I carry the blood of Jesus. I carry the flesh of Jesus. So sickness, you are not permitted in my body. My body, my family is a no-go area for you. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and lift your hand and worship the Lord because he has done it. Oh Lord, we give you praise. Appreciate the Lord because yes, you have done it today. He has given you the victory. Thank you for the opportunity to partake of his table. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the abundant life he has given you. Thank you for the victory that you have received. Appreciate the Lord for what he has done. Give him all the glory. It's worthy to be praised. It's worthy to be praised. It's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. One word, I feel that someone here, you have an expectation. You are still thinking in your heart, oh, I will go to this week again. I will go and meet that man in the office again. I will go to this pain again within this week. Or you are trusting God, you want to embark on a journey of something you trust God for within this week. Go ahead and say to him, that Lord, this area of my life, fix me before I come back next week. Lord, I go to this week with this expectation. I shall come back loaded with testimonies. I shall come back next week loaded with testimonies. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The journey, oh Lord, that your children will back upon this week. I decrease safe trip. In the name of Jesus. Everyone, oh God, as they go this week, they shall find your favor on every side. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I declare your week blessed in the name of Jesus. I declare every part you cross this week, the favor of God shall speak for you in the name of Jesus. Wherever you go this week, people will celebrate you in the name of Jesus. When you come back next week, it shall be with testimonies. 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 In the name of Jesus. The grace to serve the Lord faithfully. Receive afresh. In the name of
of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The grace together in fellowship, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Now, I want you to share this surely with your friend. Turn to your neighbor. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Now you share with yourself. With yourself. Want to go. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Abundance. Grace. Grace. That is your portion this week in Jesus' name.